making sure it's integrated with more than just one way of getting traffic is so important because when that one thing changes and that's the only way you get traffic to your website, you're pretty much screwed. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Larry Roberts back with another awesome episode of the Readily Random Podcast. And today I've got somebody with us that's going to help us understand marketing uh, on a different level. So he is the CEO of Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing and is a lifelong entrepreneur, digital marketing thought leader, and author. He was dubbed a visionary marketer by the American Marketing Association, and his sole mission is to help entrepreneurs avoid the time drain and frustration of managing profitable digital marketing campaigns. And that can be very, very frustrating, just speaking from my own experience there. Uh, he goes by the name of Buzz and has simplified digital marketing success with the rule of 26. It's a very interesting rule number there and is on a mission to double the website revenue of service-based businesses across America. So Michael Bazinski, welcome to the Readily Random Podcast. Thanks for having me, Larry. Thanks, man. Actually, I should say welcome back since we made an <laughs> effort to do this once before and uh, Mother Nature had alternate plans. Twice before. Yeah, yeah. Well, we rescheduled after Mother Nature got involved, and then right. my contractors got involved, and there was jackhammering and power sawing and all sorts of fun Could stuff only imagine. you cannot record over, regardless of how well your studio or your home studio is treated. So uh, here we are on, on uh, effort three to try to have this conversation. But I'm Third excited time's about a charm. It. Yeah. Well, at least it's not 26. It's not the 26th right. effort. Right, so. right. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about you, and, and, and let's, let's kind of head towards that rule of 26 and get a get an understanding of that number. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, I'm uh, you. You did a really good job of introducing me. I, th I feel people know who I am now, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a third generation Air Corps. I was in the Air Force for ten, almost ten years. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you. My my parents served in Vietnam. My grandfather served in uh, World War II. Wow. I was born in England, an Air Force brat. Uh, I was a farm boy until I was in my, uh, until I was 12 years old. And you say a farm this, boy? As in a farm, farm? boy. Okay. Yeah. I, lived, I grew up on a little farm okay. uh, my parents had. And then when my parents got divorced, I uh, moved with my dad to the city, big city of Sacramento. I, I did most of my childhood in California. Okay. I did too. Um, That's interesting. I did my single digits out in California. Pretty much. I, yep. I, I was born in Texas, but we migrated. Mm -hmm. We bounced back and forth quite a bit between North Texas and Stockton. So Stockton, uh, California. Yeah. Well, they're both flat and hot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm repping that 209, baby. What's up? So <laughs> there you go. That's nice. Yeah, we were up north in Chico, so north yeah. of Sacramento. Yeah. I know. My my brother graduated from college in Chico, as a matter of fact. Chico so. State. Yeah, yep. Wildcats. Yep. Both yep. my parents are alumni. So yeah, definitely yeah. had that. Very so cool. after the Air Force, I, I started a media productions company, and that grew into a multi seven figure creative agency. And a few years ago, I, I broke that all up for a, a more concise and focused uh, company called Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. And 2020 hit uh, about a year after I started that. So I started Buzzworthy in 2019. And um, then COVID hit. And, and really, we were uh, I was looking to build a boutique done for you space for busy entrepreneurs. They're just looking to buy back their time. They don't want to deal with it. Just, just get it done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, make me more money. Great. I'm good at that. So, um, but COVID hit. And so those people kind of went recluse and nobody was looking for that anymore. And so I started writing my book and uh, releasing 
uh, software for do-it-yourself marketers and just kind of really pivoting into a more broader uh, audience to help through COVID. I mean, sure. marketing in hard times is just as important, if not more important than in flush times. And people forget that. And the first thing people cut is their their marketing so, budget. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but just because you cut it doesn't mean you get rid of it. It just means you have to find more frugal ways to get it done. And usually that means you need to turn in in-house and find tools to help. And so we did that. And, and through that though, I found that the tools by themselves was not enough. We needed to give them some guidance, like where do you start and how do you know you are winning? And that's where the rule of 26 came. And basically I have created a process of giving you a digital marketing strategy in the amount of time it takes to read the rule of 26, um, the, the actual rule itself. So the rule of 26 states that if you increase your unique visitors, your conversion rate from your website, and the average value or revenue per client from your website by 26% each, you get a compounded result of 100% more revenue. So 26% more unique visitors, 26% mm-hmm. more engagement. Uh, conversion. Conversion, okay. Engagement. Yeah, yeah. Conversion meaning you, you convert the end them. end result of all the, con- yeah, all the engagement, yeah. Very end result there. So you're actually making yeah. the sale. So if you up your- You're actually, your, you're getting the lead. The people are calling you okay. for more information. They're scheduling an appointment for your discovery call. Uh, we focus, the, the, the rules focused on service-based businesses specifically. So that's where we get into the average revenue per client versus average value per purchase, where an e-commerce or a retailer, online retailer or anything like that would be looking a little bit differently. Right, right. Okay. Okay, cool. So 26 and 26 equals 100. 26 times three equals 100. What? <laughs> um, so I'm it's a, a compounding effect. not a mathematician. <laughs> so it's, it's a compounding effect, right? Sure. And so, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like, what, what good is a strategy that if you, if that you have to put in for every, you know, say every dollar you get, you get a dollar out or where every pound you of pressure you put, you only get pressure or leveraging the compounding effect of these three specific KPIs so that you don't have to work as hard to double the revenue. And the, the awesome thing is, is that when you do it again, you actually have quadrupled your revenue because to go through the process once you've done it once is the same exact. You're just increasing by 26. And 26 is, I used the, uh, the we ended up with 26% because it created the doubling effect. People understand double. They understand 2X, 100% more. That's easy, right? Sure. And 26% is not a very, it's not an extremely hard percentage of any of those three key performance indicators to, to, um, to attain. I mean, it's pretty significant. Uh, honestly, 26%, that that's a pretty big number. I mean, it's more than a quarter. See how good I am at math. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when you're talking about, but when you're talking about traffic to a website and say, let's just say, for instance, you had only a hundred people come to your website. Mm-hmm. You only need 26 more people to come to increase it by 26%. So if you have a thousand, that's only 266 more people. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. Um, so I, I would, I would disagree with you that it's not an significant amount. I mean, the, the, the percentage of 26%, when you get 26% off on something, it's a great savings, but when it comes to effort and create creating more of something, 26% is like you said, just over a quarter more rather than, well, I want to have a hundred percent more. 
uh, revenue. So I need to get a hundred percent more visitors to my website. I have to convert a hundred times more than I do currently. I have to create twice as much revenue from each client. That to me is, is like, it's inconceivable. Really. It's it's overwhelming. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So 26% gives you that, those bite size. And the nice thing is, is that each one of those increases your revenue directly by 26%. So the, the, the relative input creates a very substantial output. So what are some of the ways that we can start tackling that 26% and start, start reaching or reaching out to achieve that goal? Well, that's what the book's all about, right? So the, <laughs> so that's really, that's uh, the book is very short. It's 117 pages and I, I don't go into a lot of anecdotal stuff. It's not stuffed with a bunch of my accolades or anything like that. It's very practical is what people are saying. It's practical advice on how to get the uh, use tactics to get each of those three objectives. One of the things that a lot of people forget when they're increasing their traffic, we'll just use traffic for an example, is that there's so many things outside of digital marketing that affect the amount of traffic you get to your website. So when you're networking, um, when you're even advertising or sponsoring, a lot of people try to put their phone number on things thinking, well, we'll just get them to call directly. Well, people don't remember phone numbers but they sure do remember websites and they can search for website names. They can't search for phone numbers, even if they do remember all seven digits, right? We don't don't have yellow pages anymore. Is that not? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I have a, have a foot. It's it's for a doorstop somewhere around here. It's from like 2005. You get a new rug that rolls up on the end. You use that to press it down. Yeah. I'm with you. No, you know, it's interesting because I, I see that as well because and I can't speak for everybody, but I don't even really feel comfortable on the phone anymore. It, it's gotten to be where having a phone conversation is, is somewhat awkward. Now, having a Zoom conversation, not awkward, because I guess because we can see each other or whatever. It seems like sure. a face-to-face conversation. But just sitting right. there holding that device to my face and mm-hmm. having a conversation, it just seems dated to me. And Finding the rhythm and the timing, you know, this is coming from someone that communicates for a profession. This is what I do, folks. And I have a hard time with phone calls nowadays. So I can see things transitioning there to where you are looking for websites or you are looking for uh, even like QR codes or some Mm -hmm. other sort of code to help you take you directly to a website or directly to a product offering. So exactly. Is that one of your primary focuses in in moving people towards this rule of twenty six? Is is uh, more digitized method methods of uh, acquiring your customers? I think that anybody who thinks that digital marketing is successful in the void of the internet is mistaken. It takes all of the efforts to really impact. I think that phone numbers, a phone call, is where people will go to when they're ready to engage, like fully engage. I am now down into the conversion point of my sales cycle, right? My buying cycle. 68% of our folks out there that are going to either purchase a product or a service are going to go to a search engine and do their research. Mm -hmm. Websites allow us the opportunity to research the companies and what are their methodologies. Can I trust them? Do they seem, you know, do they seem not sleazy, but I mean, sleazy, untrustworthy? Um, are they really salesy? Do they, do they share information? 
does the brand even, you know, jive with who I am? Right? Do they offer the services we're looking for? And I can find that out a lot faster with a lot less tension via your website than making a phone call. Yeah, it's like, like what trying am I to buy a car. Everybody likes, or they used to. Yeah. <laughs> Things are changing I, I, today. Yeah, you, but everybody yeah. <laughs> likes to go buy a car when the when the dealership's closed. Right, they right. get to look around. They get to kick them tires, and they don't have that yeah. Hawkeye salesperson standing over mm-hmm. them, just waiting to jump and waiting to right. uh, snag their latest victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the same way, you know, digitally. You can do that mm-hmm. without having to go through the pitch or having the long, drawn out conversation where they're trying to close you every third mm-hmm. thirty seconds. Uh, right. So yeah, I can definitely see where that's uh, advantageous. Right. And I mean, I have a guerrilla marketing uh, story that I do share in the book. I used to have pens. Actually, I still have some old ones here. Um, so at, this is back when I had my creative agency and this is a buzz biz company here. And you'll see that my, my website is actually on the side of the pen mm-hmm. um, instead of the phone number. And that's for that same reason. And I would drop these off anywhere, anytime I would use a pen to sign a receipt at a restaurant, sign in at my dentist's office, somebody was borrowing a pen, I'd let them keep it. 16 months later, I was seeing these pens in places I'd never been before. Oh, nice. Now, if I saw a pen here and I saw a, a, a cool name like BuzzBiz Studios, you're like, well, okay, that's interesting. Be seen, be heard. That was our slogan. Okay, so I can, I can kind of get what they're going. But I put a phone number on there. Am I going to call that phone number and go, hey, guys, um, so I got your pen here. What, what exactly do you guys do? Right? No, no. You're going to go to the website, right? Yeah. And, and ours was BuzzBiz.biz, so it was easy to remember. So even if I lose the pen, I have a good chance of remembering BuzzBiz Studios, BuzzBiz.biz, Be Seen, Be Heard. I mean, all of these things are, are audio, audible in our brain triggers to remember what I'm looking for. But I would actually have people come in for their first appointments and say, this is how I found you wow. with their pen, right? Because they go to the website to learn more about you. There's no pressure. Nobody knows they're there, right? right. And, and that barrier lowering that barrier brings that in. And from there, you know, we get, I mean, we still get great um, conversion rates from our website that is really just a static website now for, for production. I mean, we don't do anything different there than we have in the last 15 years, right? I mean, video production is video production and print print, you know, we, that's it. Right. But in digital on our digital marketing side with the buzzworthy, that's something's new every day. Right. And so we're always consistently working the digital side to educate people about the new and ever changing facade of digital marketing. Yeah. You know, I just learned a few things about Facebook ads the other day that I had no idea were were even feasible, like reactions (laughs) and, and, and and event triggered ads, you go to Mm -hmm. the website Mm -hmm. and maybe you don't convert, maybe you don't sign up for my newsletter or whatever, but thanks to the old retargeting, uh, mm-hmm. two hours later, it shows up in your Facebook feed as an ad. Hey, I know you didn't click on my, my, my newsletter, but maybe this works for you. And right. um, I was blown away that that even exists. I had no idea. You know, I still yeah. am. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> green in the Facebook ads arena, right. but just understanding that you have that level of mm-hmm. targeting and retargeting uh, is, mm-hmm. is mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. Until they stop that, right? So, you know, you just had Apple in their new OS uh, release basically are decommissioning cookies. Yeah. So anybody who's been using cookies to target their audience are going to lose that capability, right? 
And that's why being active with your website marketing and making sure it's integrated with more than just one way of getting traffic is so important because when that one thing changes and you, that's the only way you get traffic to your website, you're pretty much screwed until you figure out another tactic, right? Yeah. And then, then you're sitting there flat footed going, oh, and if you're a business who has short lifetime cycles for their clients, that can be problematic, right? A dip in traffic with a steady conversion rate means a dip in revenue altogether. And when that's, and if that's proportionate to uh, reflective of what you can spend in advertising or in your, any of your marketing, that means you have an immediate dip in funds to continue to market. Right. Right, And so that's why you want that diversification where we call a media mix. Right. And so that you're not just saying, okay, if uh, all of my bat, all of my eggs are in the SEO basket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what happens when Google changes the algorithm and all of a sudden, I mean, they just did it this year. You know, they had mobile first indexing. So if you didn't have a mobile optimized website, you could lose first page. Yeah. I mean, go down like that and be indivisible because only like 2% of users ever get past the first page. Right. And if that's what you're putting all your eggs in, you're scrambling and SEO isn't a, uh, oh, okay, well, we'll start doing it again now. And in a couple of weeks, it'll be good again. No, I mean, you have to go through the process and, and everybody's trying to get to that top point. Right. Well, I and think so that, isn't it an ongoing process? I mean, SEO isn't, isn't a thing. You don't just do it. And now you have SEO. It's not <laughs> something you achieve or acquire. It's an ongoing process. And I think that escapes mm-hmm. a lot of people as well. They right. think that, that they've had added some keywords to their pages. They've, They've hired an SEO expert and they, they paid them and they ran the, the course of the project. Now they're mm-hmm. SEO optimized, but right. it's an evolutionary process. It, just as you mentioned, it changes all the time and it can change just like that. Every and, six months, every yeah. six months, the algorithm changes a little bit more. Yeah. And people don't understand that. Oh, good. you mean worse than that, Larry. People use search engines differently as time progresses. We evolve as searchers. So how you're searching affects how the search engine result page reacts, mm-hmm. regardless of what the what that is. So the keywords that might have been really popular last year for a certain service could have changed to a new slang. And if you're only optimized for the old slang versus the new terminology, you're left in the dust. Right. So how do people stay on top of all this, man? It seems impossible. To stay well, that's, in front uh, of all the changes and stay in front of <laughs> all of the latest crazes in digital marketing. What do we do, man? Do we just do we have to have somebody on retainer that's always on top of this? Unfortunately, if you want to be at the forefront of your service in your region, a constant, at least periodic professional help is advisable because you will drive yourself mad trying to stay up with everything. And the problem with the, the digital world, um, and this is where we came in with our ser- uh, software as a service uh, collection, is that there is so many, there are so many ad, um, advertisements for all of these widgets out there that promise all of these things that they can do for your website. Mm-hmm. First, uh, you know, uh, conversion is, is usually one of the biggest ones, right? Problem is, is, they don't work for everybody and they don't work all the time for all people. And so we, as a team went through and said, okay, what concepts and tactics work the best? And then who, and what model 
works the best. And so then we curated a collection of those softwares and put them on our website. So our DIYers had a very clear list of like, before you try anything else, try these. And then we can take a look at some of the bleeding edge. Small businesses can't afford bleeding edge. No. Cutting edge, yes. Bleeding edge, no. Can't afford it. Yeah, not many people can, and especially the entrepreneurs, and especially in this particular time that we're operating in right now. But everybody struggles with the same thing. And one of the things that you're talking about, that, that at least that I'm, I think I'm hearing, is that some of the more traditional methods of marketing and directing traffic to your website are things that often get overlooked, but something we should definitely consider. What are some of the things from a traditional perspective that we should keep in mind in order to help driving that traffic? I know the the, the swag approach with the pins, that's excellent. What are some other things that we can do? So when you're, when you look at your website and what does it do for you, right? It is the salesperson who's there seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, doesn't take sick days, doesn't ask for a raise, doesn't need vacation time. It's always there. So the first thing is to go to your traditional marketing message and make sure that it's congruent and easily understandable on the first page. Identify your target market's problem, then show them the simplicity of of how you make it easy to solve it through your process, and then show some social proofing, right? Or, you know, testimonials, referrals, and um, references and stuff like that, case studies, those types of things. So it's like, hey, yeah, we've done it. We've done it for all these people. We can do it for you too type of thing. Sure. And then some call to actions, right? So, Once you have your salesperson tuned in, then pushing everything you do regardless. Um, So say you put something easy, like a community announcement that you're doing something new, or maybe you're having a special or anything like that, pushing them to the website versus unless it is something they have to call in for is more advisable because all of that traffic begets traffic. And in your SEO, traffic shows Google that you're popular. And the more popular you are, the more the algorithm plays to your benefit. And the more you convert and you, and you have your, your conversion tracking in your Google Analytics, Google sees that and says, okay, not only is it popular, but people are clicking on things, they're engaging, they're converting. Oh, well, crow, then everybody who's looking for those keywords that are in that, that website are going to start seeing that higher and higher in those search engine results page. So you can see how it's a little bit of everything that you do on the outside already, you just want to make sure that you're always pushing, always including that website because it is a, it's a centric part of or central part of your marketing period. So what, what are some of the more simplistic ways of doing that? I mean, business cards, uh, people argue mm-hmm. all the time that business cards are, are dead or, or they're not dead. Uh, <laughs> and when you do see business cards, of course, the website's on there, but generally the phone number is more prominent. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you still well, seeing- let's go a step further from okay. there. Let's, let's take a look at your, your, when now you said we have the phones, right. Yes. And you can have a QR code on that. Yes. So if I go to my, if I go to any phone and I go to my contacts and I click on myself and you go down to, there's usually a little thing says QR code. Mm-hmm. There's a QR code, right? Yep. And now you can scan that. So what are you doing with that? What does it say in your phone about all the things that you do? Do you have multiple websites? Do you have all your social media listed there? All of those things need to be in that QR code that they scan. So now maybe they're not ready to talk to you. 
but you just gave them a bunch of ways to connect with you digitally. Now they can go to your social media and see how congruent you are with the discussion you just had. Now they can go to your website and investigate what do you really do, right? They can see social proofing. They can see all the things, right? Then they're going to go back and call you. That right there, just in networking alone, people miss that every single time. No, I think that's amazing. That there's, I'm seeing new technologies arise all the time, and it seems that you know, I, if we look back, I don't know how long it was, eight, ten years ago, QR codes really kind of burst onto the scene, and they tried mm-hmm. to make their way onto the marketplace. <laughs> right. uh, but people were kind of confused as to what the heck this square was. With the, mm-hmm. it just looks like static. If you're old enough to know what static on the TV looks like. Uh, but it looks like just a square piece of static. So we didn't yeah. know exactly what they faded out, but it seems now that they're really making a strong comeback and you're starting to, see, especially with the pandemic. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you go into a restaurant, you're scanning a QR code to, to get the menu. The same thing can be done for your business. The same thing can be done for your website. Use a QR code to exchange the information. I just mm-hmm. came back from a conference. I was in Nashville at Podcast Movement, big podcast mm-hmm. conference. A mm-hmm. lot of people there were swapping contact information using QR codes. Uh, I've seen retailers with single card. They're like they're aluminum cards mm-hmm. that have a QR code on there. Essentially, it's a, a mm-hmm. one a single use or a multi use <laughs> single business card, and it's mm-hmm. a QR code. So right. I, I think those types of technologies and that sort of approach to driving people to your site is absolutely mm-hmm. critical. And mm-hmm. it seems like it could play a major role in achieving the rule of twenty six. It, it can just in that, just in that, making sure that people can find you quickly. Because if you're not on the, on the top page, even with, I mean, I have clients that come to me and they're like, I search my business name and I'm not coming up on Google. Okay. So if that's your problem, then, I mean, you definitely need to make sure that your website is everywhere because 68% of the people are going to go there before they call you. Period. End of story. 68%. That's a huge number. 68 it is a huge it's number. It's bigger than 26. Much bigger than 26. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I stole your joke. I'm so sorry. I, I stepped all over that's that. Okay. That's my bad. That's my right. bad. So. Great minds think alike, right? <laughs> so that's all good. The um, More than double the 26, there right? Go. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, the, the great thing about QR codes, and, and I'll, let me go back just two seconds here. Yeah. You know, when you, so UPS, I think is the company that originally worked the QR code into their logistics and they were using a track and stuff like that. And the other people are like, wow, we can do a lot of things with these QR codes. Problem was, is that smartphones back then, one, were not very, te- not very advanced compared right. to today. And number two, people didn't understand the technology. They didn't, they didn't really get it yet. Now we have a whole generation that's been trained, like brought up in the cell phone age, yeah, right? Yeah. Like when you and I were kids, they didn't even have cell phones period. Like my first cell phone, I think I was 18, 19 years old. And it was an old Motorola flip phone with the digital <laughs> layout, you know, all you could see. I mean, there was no texting yet. It, you still had a pager on your side, right? Like, yep. I, I definitely rocked the pager for a long time. I used to work for a company called Beeper Boutique. And ah, there you I go. was the regional manager. We had three stores in the North <laughs> Texas area and I would travel to three different malls and Make sure nice. everybody was selling their pagers accordingly. And, and yeah, man, I was <laughs> rocking the beeper and the beeper chain and you you name it, man. I had oh, all, yeah. all the beeper all swag. It. So it was cool. Oh, there you go. So now, now that it's kind of, now that it's so much easier, because before you had to download software to do it. Now you just turn on your 
uh, camera and yeah. it is automatically ready to scan a QR code. Yep. So there is the, the barrier of entry is now zero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all built in. And I think that's why you're seeing that. The nice thing about your QR code is that you can use that QR code forever. Right. And change everything that's behind it as your business and your message and your offerings change. Yep. So even if you print it on a card, if you're keeping that there, everything that that's going to can always change. This is digital. Right. And that's why it's so powerful. So it's, it's got that dynamic presence to it. And that is super, super powerful and something that's ever evolving. Our businesses are changing every day. The way we do business changes every day. Our product offerings, they probably change pretty regularly as well. They evolve, they change, price changes, that sort of thing. Having that dynamic interaction is, is something that's really, really valuable there. I did mm-hmm. not mean to take this conversation to, in the direction of <laughs> QR codes. I, I apologize. It just seemed to be the, okay. the, the next logical discussion there. It, and it might be fresh in my mind. So, uh, <laughs> You went to a QR code convention no, to let everybody I, know. I actually spoke to, um, the, it's the gentleman that created, he is the inventor of the magnetic strip on the back of our credit cards. So um, I I had a meeting with him earlier and he's got a new technology coming out that's leveraging QR codes. And so Uh, it's it's fresh and he was telling me all about it. He's really excited about it and I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm going to be repping his company and his brand for a bit to help push this out there. So uh, it it was, it was right there. It was fresh on the mind and I'm like, man, yeah, these QR codes, they're super powerful, dude. I just heard about them. They're great. (laughs) If you haven't heard about QR codes, you got to find them. They're awesome. (laughs) So, but anyway, no, it it did fit into the conversation well though, because that sort of thing to drive that traffic and Mm -hmm. it's not just QR codes, but it's in everything that we do, all of our, Mm -hmm. all of our product offerings, all of our marketing, all of our interactions Mm -hmm. at conferences, Mm -hmm. at our local chamber of commerce Mm-hmm. everywhere we need mm-hmm. to be driving people to that website and right. the thing about the website that i think it, it, that even plays into the conversation more is that it's our platform mm-hmm. you know we, we talked about we using it. pixels and using cookies earlier to drive mm-hmm. traffic to the site based on certain interactions if that changes which it obviously does and will continue to change we still have our platform we still have our mm-hmm. home base we still have the place mm-hmm. where we reach out and we connect with our ideal audience and our ideal clients. Mm-hmm. And I can't stress that enough that your, your, your home base needs to be that website. Your website should be in your profile for your Instagram. It needs to be in the profile. There should be a link in Facebook. There should be a link in your LinkedIn, your Pinterest, your, I mean, Snapchat, if you can do it, you know, all those things. I mean, at, once people are ready to learn more about you, the website's where they're going to go. Two thirds of them are anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you rely on the other third, then your competitors are getting the other two thirds every time. And just, and that's a numbers game right there. Yeah. Yeah. It right? is. It definitely is. I think the other thing is, is it conversions though? Like what are you doing? Once you've pushed them there, what are you doing to keep them there? And what are you doing to entice them to reach out to you? Are you talking to them or at them, right? That's the biggest thing that we help people do is take their website and get it away from being a list of features and getting it into a conversation, a two-way conversation that you're not, av- you're not available for, right? Right. Right. And, and talking with your client to their pains, showing them how you can make their life better uh, to either give them what they need or deliver what they desire. 
Because that's still two things that service-based businesses do and most products do. They right. either solve a problem and something they need, or they're delivering a desire. They're satisfying a desire. Okay. And when we break it down that to that level there and then build back up, it becomes very clear why people are not contacting you through your website. So Michael, where can people find out more about the rule of 26 and how can they get their hands on your book? So right now I am offering the book for free to any of your listeners. All they have to do is email me at buzz at buzzworthy.biz. They want to learn more about uh, me and my company. Buzzworthy.biz is where everything is at. So are you driving people to your website? Is that what you're doing there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Practice what we preach, right there. It's yes. the message. If you want to, if you want to purchase an ebook, if you want to purchase the ebook, I do have it on Amazon. It's nine ninety nine. If you'd like a signed copy of it, and you've purchased the ebook, email me. I will. I'll send you a signed copy free. I want to ask you though, because I noticed that you're you, you're using dot uh, biz. Dot biz. Why would you? Buzzworthy.com was already taken, but buzzworthy.biz just sounds cool. It, it does. It's all the. It, it seems like there's some alliteration in play there, you know. But yeah, so you don't you don't struggle with it being a dot biz as compared to a dot com. How often do you ever put a URL in all the way? Uh, it generally autocompletes. Yeah. So if I've been there before, or I'm copying it, or I'm clicking on it, it really doesn't matter. But somebody grabbed buzzworthy.com a long time ago, parked it. It's it's not being used for anything else. So oh, I, I know even, the pain. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're probably holding it for ransom yep. for a lot of money that I'm not going to pay them. And so, but, and, and when we had buzz biz, so my old, the uh, parent company, my, my holding company is still buzz biz media. And, um, and that one was back in the day. <laughs> it's a funny story. We'll, we'll wrap up with this. So I was looking for URLs and so buzz biz, I, I was buzzworks. There was a buzzworks in Alabama. So I went to a, I, and I started looking around and they just came out with dot biz and I'm like, buzz dot biz that was taken. I'm like, buzz biz dot biz. And then, then I could do buzz at buzz biz dot biz. And the <laughs> first iteration of my business was a recording studio. So it'd be buzz, buzz, biz, biz. Oh, what a great sound it is. And that's how buzz biz media became a thing. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. That's an awesome story. You need to lead with that one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that one. No, because seven Z's in an email is too much for even the best of us yeah, because it was lot. the worst. It's <laughs> a, a lot. Yeah. Of Z's. <laughs> All right, like, man. yeah. I, it came down to, it was like two Z's, two Z's, two Z's, one Z. Like that, you would have to say that all the time and it just became such a pain. So we, we actually shortened it. <laughs> it took me a minute to even know what you said. Twosie, twosie, twosies, onesies. I didn't, yeah. I, I, I know yeah. it was IES that you were saying, but you're literally twosies, 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 onesies, onesie. Yeah. yeah. Man, well, is. when you're sitting there going buzzbiz.biz, they're like, so how many Zs? And you just go twosies, twosie, twosie, onesie. And they go, oh, okay, now I get it. Right. But you had to have that over and over and over again. So... <laughs> So, I love it, man. Buzzworthy has worked much better, and buzz at buzzworthy.biz is definitely something. Two Zs in the buzz, of course. The and, and I have no problem giving your listeners a uh, free copy if they would like one. That's awesome. Well, Michael, this has been a tremendous episode of the podcast. It's been filled with a lot of Zs and a lot of LOLs as well along the way. So thanks for bringing this to the forefront, man. It's something that people need to really take into account and kind of lean into. And I don't, I don't know that people are leaning into it enough. 
and 26%, yeah, it's a significant number, but it's not nearly as big as 100. If you didn't learn anything else today, that's what you need to take away. It's not as big as 100. You can do it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll do it again next week. Until then, take care.